Welcome back, everybody, to the Underdog Sports Podcast Network's MTV The Challenge Accepted podcast. We're breaking down the seventh episode of the show with I'm Zandrick Ellison, co-host, along with my brother, Dondrick Ellison. Welcome back, Dondrick. Hey, happy to be here. Seven episodes in. Out of how many? I don't know. How long do you think this, this season will go? Is it usually like in the 20s? It's an hour and a half episodes. I feel like they... I don't know. I, I, I guess that's nothing I really thought of before. Yeah, it feels like a third. It feels of like we have show. a way to go. There's how many people have red skulls? There's like three people have red skulls. I feel like we have a long way to go. It's going to be a quiet finale. Well, let's <laughs> dig into it. <laughs> so we last week we were complaining because it felt like half an episode that they stretched out to an hour and a half and it ended. We still didn't even know who was going into the elimination and, and we were kind of bummed about the episode this week. Short answer, did it, did it make up for it? it? It ended with an elimination. Do you think it was like appropriately spaced and, and paced? Or did you feel again like it was an hour stretched? Well, I, I was kind of happy because I feel like we're back on the regular formula now. Mm-hmm. Like they, I think this Jenna storyline, you said like usually if they do an episode, your hope was they did an episode like last week, which was sort of fragmented because this episode will be like good or make more time for it. And I could see that because the elimination was dramatic. So they didn't, I, I'm actually pleased that they spent more. They actually, it was like a half hour of the runtime was the elimination. And usually they pack it into the last 10 minutes or so. So yeah. I could see the reasoning for that. Yeah. Well, and we'll see next week. Really. That'll be the test to see if they do like another half episode. But I said, you mentioned before, it's usually when they do like a bad episode, like the half episode last week, it's either that they don't have enough material or they have so much in one of the other episodes that they need to spill over. And, and this felt like a sp- episode worthy of spilling over. I actually really liked it. Um, so let's go through the details. So, um, you know, the, Going into the girls' elimination, you know, Tori really wanted to go in. She's been wanting to go in for a while. And mm-hmm. immediately, she just volunteered, and everyone raised their hands in, in agreement with that. Do you think that was the right decision by Tori in the house to just say, okay, finally, let's let Tori get her shot? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I don't think, you know, they actually, um, you said something uh, I think last week that the girls you thought weren't being strategic enough or mm. like cutthroat enough. And to my surprise, Kayla and Nani kind of did throw this out there. Right. Like Before, why don't I didn't have- mention it, but they did debate the idea of if Tori's volunteering, let's throw her against Jenny. Yeah. And get rid of a strong woman. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because Jenny has a red skull. So they should, I think I forget if it was, I think Nani, they both said like, we're just letting her get to the finale where she's going to win, right? So right. that was actually smart. But um, so I, I think it was the right call to have Tori go in. Yeah, uh, but you know the problem I was going to say from Tori's perspective, and this is not like revisionist history. Um, if you're voted in, you don't have a choice in the matter. You true. don't have a choice in opponent. You don't have a choice to see what it looks like. So I think she would have been better off trying to win and then have that that power in her well, hands what threw that off you're right what threw that off though was jenna being in the tribunal because she would she was thinking oh jenna's the easy out right, right. so the only way to do that would be voted by the house you can't have because she you're, you're saying like oh she should just be one of the tribunal votes 
where Jordan's on it and Jordan would send her in. Like they would send her in if she wanted, but therefore then she wouldn't be able to go against Jenna. I guess she would because Jenna could nominate herself. Yeah, Jenna could have, but yeah. Okay, never mind. So and the nomination, so Tori's in, and then seems like an easy thing, no drama here. <laughs> then Nelson speaks up, which is always a mistake. And um, he says he apologizes to Anissa for his performance, yeah. you know, which is smart. I mean, his apology, he's good at apologizing, I think. It I feels genuine to me. Um, and then he says, I can't believe you're letting Tori go up against Jenna. Jenna's checked out. And then Kayla responded that, you know, she's not 100% checked out, which was not a great defense. And then Nelson goes off on Kayla, says, you're the foulest woman here. <laughs> You have no respect for yourself. You got effed in the porta potty. <laughs> what do you make of that? Claim she denied. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, I think it shows like these are, I feel like in middle school, like, these are how rumors get started or high school. <laughs> like, I could see him saying, you got, you got uh, fucked in the porta potty. And then like people, did you hear that? Kayla got yeah. I remember a few kind of rumors like that about people where it's like totally unsubstantiated, but it just like sounds good. So you spread it. Although she, her denial didn't sound that legit to me either. I don't know. I mean, um, first of all, is it a crime? I mean, is it really that bad? If Nelson had sex in a porta potty with a girl, would he be, you know, well, shamed by it? I think that was the, right. that's an issue. It's like a, a double standard is between genders is one thing but also the her she her boyfriend right she has a boyfriend of three or four years right so that's but it, i didn't necessarily mean that with bear or something right did i miss that or is that no no you're right you're right but i, I think it was just i don't know with nelson it was confusing i don't understand why he was so upset why is he so virtuous um he <laughs> And then I thought Bear got a little too much credit, as much as we love Bear, for like standing up for Caleb by just saying like, hey, that's out of order. I feel like that's everybody's reaction. And Josh said the same thing. I mean, it did feel needlessly personal and completely irrelevant um, and also slut shamey. Um, but, you know, it shows you how into Bear Kayla is that somehow like that made him like a white knight that he was defending. Yeah, well, I, I think we've been a little equivocal about this Bear and Kayla relationship because it sort of seems malicious at times. And if there's any doubt about Bear's intentions, he started off the episode with the, with the whatever you call it, the bumper of like last week or whatever. And he, was, he was celebrating. I don't, do you remember? He was like, yeah. last week I broke up Kayla's. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that, and you know what? I, we're hemming and hawing about that a bit. And I'm just going to say, I'm in on Bear. I'm just yeah. in on Bear. I, I don't think it makes it right, but he's entertaining. He's entertaining. Like, there's two moments when I'm watching TV where I'm genuinely laughing. Like, la genuinely, you know. And Bear is just entertaining. I enjoy watching him. I like his <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was going to say, my wife has seen the show. She doesn't watch the show religiously, but she was in the room as I was watching this one. And she had three comments as we were watching. First one was like, who's this girl with the big lips? Like the first time she sees Jenny, she thought her lips were noteworthy. And then her next comment, as soon as Bear started talking, she's like, who's this guy? You know, it's just like such a character. And then her last comment was like, Swaggy? Why is he named Swaggy? That was the other. That was my wife's 
take. We'll get her on the show sometime. Um, I agree with you. Bear, Bear's funny. You don't want a caged bear, right? Like, you don't want Bear to be totally responsible either. It wouldn't be fun. And I, to be honest, I'm not watching the show to see upstanding moral right. character and, and role models here. I want. Entertain- well, he just can't be malicious. And I don't, I don't think he has been. You know, he's cheeky. He's having fun. Um, maybe inappropriate, right? That's, that's a kind way of saying it. Um, all right. So then the, you know, the nominations are easy. Then we get to this party night. Um, wait, sorry. I want one more thing about bear, which I thought was funny is he's just, I love him. I like when he was the white knight and he's talking, he's so good at confessionals when he goes like, don't worry guys, I'm able to, you know, he's talking to us like, don't worry. I stood up for Kayla and right. she likes me again and things like that. I just thought that was, well, you know, it's funny. Like everyone's aware that they're on TV, obviously, yeah. but like some people are better than others about like playing to the audience and like knowing what's entertaining. And he, uh, you know, sure. I'm sure he's like this in real life, but he's definitely playing it up as a character, which is fun. I mean, he, he's good. Same with like Rogan. I think they're all a little bit, I said before, like WWE performers a little bit. Oh, for sure. That's a skill that they, and the ones that are good at it get more airtime, of course, and confessionals. And and also that, you know, the ones that are better on camera are the ones that, you don't want to be fake, but people who aren't good on reality TV are people like, if we were on reality TV, you would just be worried about looking nice, probably, and trying not to be like offensive and try to be a likable person, but it gets boring and vanilla. Like the people who are good on reality TV are like playing up and realizing that they need to be entertaining in a different way. They don't have to be likable in like a mildly pleasant way. Yeah. Okay, so party night. <laughs> Speaking of good reality TV, like Bad Girls Club style, um, Nani jumps into the spotlight. <laughs> so at first... Casey gets more time than we've ever seen. The rookie girl. Apparently she's a lesbian, if you couldn't tell. And um, I did not know that Nani is interested in girls, or at least interested in, in Casey. So she's like f- flirting with her slash throwing herself at her. It was more than flirting, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. The only hint that we've had that I remember of, uh, famously, Nani made out with Heather real world Las Vegas. Oh, it was that to like prove a point to like dust them? I think they were just both drunk, you know. And oh, they, I forgot about that. Yeah. Which is not a yeah. good. no judgment. I mean it's like a young kid thing too or whatever. Um but she has a boyfriend I mean, she has a girlfriend Casey. Um and then Anissa mentions that and then gets target placed on her. <laughs> Nani said I wrote it down. I want to punch you in the mouth right now. <laughs> Bro. And then she goes, I was joking, bro. <laughs> and, like, and then Anissa says, don't call me bro. Um, and then they kind of got into like a pushing match because Anissa said, take down the trash factor. Do you have a side in the Anani Anissa little scuffle? Well, we're not, we have to go, we're not done with it. Okay, well, I'll keep going because there's more Nani. Then Nani starts throwing like, you know, fire at everybody, kind of blame Jenna for <laughs> instigating it randomly. Well, this is act two, right? This, act yeah, two, at, back at the, the house. Place with the cup of noodles, which I'm sure is going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, they wanted to make that cup of noodles happen. Um, and then <laughs> in that fight, this is after the bar, Nani's still drunk as a skunk, says, <laughs> <laughs> she looks as about as drunk as I've ever seen anyone look. She goes, you're corny, corny ass, old ass bitch. I don't, I, I kind of missed this line. I wrote notes even. I missed it. I don't have to 
F my toes for money or suck my toes for money? What was it? Oh, no, you're so wrong. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) So, Adiso would moonlight in the past as a stripper. Right. So, I have to take off my clothes for money. Okay, take off my clothes. (laughs) I thought it was like a foot fetish website that she was on. She has to suck her toes for money. (laughs) Oh, that would have been more interesting. No, the low blow. Oh, that, the way you watched it was much more interesting. You thought the low blow was her foot fetish website. No, it and was, then she then she throws the couple of noodles at her. Yeah, but the low blow that Anisa complained about was her digging at her being a stripper. Yeah, well, I thought she, I knew she was a stripper, but I thought she was maybe like a cam girl too or something. I don't know. On the foot fetish, <laughs> Rex Ryan thing. Um, I frantically spent my night googling Anisia foot fetish um and then afterwards we had this sort of apology tour and nelson calmly apologized to kaylee or kayla whatever her name is and nani tearfully apologized to anisa who actually seems to like nani as a person seems so you know did you get that sense too she didn't think she was a little hurt that she lashed out at her she thought she was her friend yeah well anisa definitely seemed to be the more mature one in the house she's 45 years old and she's she but she's talking eloquently about this she wants to she's not because of the age difference she's been on like a decade she says of shows with nani and she wants she's friends but she's not going to be as close as you know the the holy trinity are with each other right and you know what we like to make fun of i like to make fun of anisa just because she's not like suited for this like athletic show anymore but you know, she's a smart person, you know, she seems like a reasonable person. She's, she's taken some shots over the years. Remember, um, who was it that made fun of her for being biracial or something? Or, you know, do you remember that uh, argument? That was Trishel on Battle of the Seasons, I want to say, or something. Whenever Trishel made a comeback. Right. I just remember uh, her saying, like, you like men, you like women, you're white, you're black. You don't know side. what you are. Yeah, it's like, Jesus, that's out, yeah. of, out of line. That was a... Um, now Anissa had an all-time quote that they use. I can't even do it justice. She's like, "I you can't fight Boo Boo, so I'm not even scared." <laughs> um, but anyway, I have a take on this. Okay, you're, so well, let me hear you. You sound like you're siding with Anissa. Well, definitely, the- yeah. I thought not. I thought Nani was a complete mess and, and kind of embarrassing, and, and was just lashing out. Her lashing out at Jenna was the the weirdest part of the whole thing to me. She's like, ask Jenna about it. And she goes, stop talking about it, Jenna. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and her face just looked like, I mean, okay. you don't even need a breathalyzer. You could just smell that a mile away. Well, I'm glad TV, I could smell that. Because you're wrong. Uh-oh. I'm going to explain why you're wrong and why everyone on the internet is probably wrong. Because they're probably, yes, Anissa is mature. She came off as more mature. They all look good. I mean, better in comparison to Nani of course, who is blackout drunk, maybe, or close to it. But here's the problem. And this is a good life lesson for everyone out there. Nani is really drunk, right? right. That's Why true. are they trying to reason with her? That's true. Okay. Why is anyone trying to talk with not? It, it, it's, this frustrates me in life. And this is advice for people that are dealing with really intoxicated drunk friends. And by the way, with children too, it, 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 <laughs> that are like tantrum. an upset tantruping yeah. child. Yes, it's a corollary that works both ways. You're not going to convince the person of a different. Uh, they're not. Nani is not going to suddenly. The more you talk with her, go like, oh, you know what? You're right. I didn't think about that. 
I'm going to stop being drunk right now. No, that's like the more you talk or try to like reason, even if you're doing it very calmly and maturely, it, it doesn't work. They just, it's more oxygen on the, on the fire. It's more, yeah, you're right. You're right. Or even an emotional person. If somebody's upset, arguing is going to make them more upset. Um, I actually did write that down. You can't read my notes. I wrote never argue with a drunk ass person. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And because it, we know we're right. So the urge is to argue our point. Cause we're like, Oh, I'm right. It's hard to let go of that. And it's just, you need to let go. You just have to walk to the other room and let her be drunk. Right. And so we're up like the next morning. You're right. I, but I, I don't think you should like it. Nani's still clearly in the wrong in this yeah, situation. Yeah, so no, I'm not right? she's the, the victor here. But <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, like, like being drunk's not like a pass to do whatever you want. Um, yeah. All right, and the other reason I didn't like Nani this episode, after thinking she had a good week last week, so the tribunal happens, and Nani, to your point earlier, made the idea maybe we should throw Tori against Jenny. Certainly makes sense, um, and immediately like backs away from that plan, with the idea being. I don't want Jenny to come back mad at me. And again, like my problem with that is it just illustrates what I don't like about Nani is like, she's just trying to survive a few more episodes every season. And like, she has no like push to win the show or make real power moves. You know, it's always just about surviving as long as possible and then losing in the finale and not even getting to the finale. But it's like, this strategy doesn't work. Like, why doesn't she try a little hard? Yeah, well, I think it's the fear factor, right? That uh, well, exactly like she said, she doesn't want to raise her profile and then be the target. Right. Uh, and that's as much as we saw of that grand strategizing, really. Of that, the whole season is Kayla and Nani briefly saying, oh, we should throw Tori and Jenny against each other. The guys haven't been doing that. Well, so and it makes so much more sense for the women because there's two, Yeah. maybe you include D in that, but there's two clear... And Maddie. Was Maddie even on the episode of the show? I don't remember seeing her face. I think she walked by a hallway once. Uh, um, but they, they're clearly, like, Jenny clearly is, not, you know, big dog. And then Tori can beat her and has beaten her. So it, it makes sense. Um, the other options, they mentioned maybe D, who got upset by that idea. Kayla, in case she wanted to go in. And then Big T is sort of like the layup option. Um, and so after the tribunal... We get more Jenna and more Jenna Zach call, the most important phone call of their lives, according to Zach. We finally understand what he was upset about. He said Jenna cheated on him, caught red-handed. Okay, I get, yeah. I get his anger then. Don't understand the the solution, which was he says you need to come home and fix this. Prove to me, kind of. What, that she didn't cheat in the past? What is coming home? What was Zach's big plan? I don't understand what he's trying to prove other than to punish her for, for maybe cheating on him in the past. Yeah, I think that's probably it. I, I, and uh, Zach defense, rare Zach defense, is that if someone, you find out your girlfriend, a long-term girlfriend cheated on you, which we don't know is true or not, right. you're going to act kind of emotionally. Right. And not the most level headed. But he, it's not like he, it's not like a Nani drunk Nani situation. Like he's had like what, two weeks to think this through? Well, exactly. He's unanchored right now. He doesn't have someone there. But I don't understand. So the few things he said, I know he wants to hurt her basically. But um, I understand that as an emotional reaction. But one of the things he said is everything you've ever told me has been a lie. 
and then the claim that he cheated on her. So he wants her to come home to fix it. If you believe that, if you believe this girl cheated on you, you believe, you know, everything you said is a lie or a lot of the things she said is a lie. How does her coming back to you fix either of those problems? Well, okay. So I'll be the voice of what that would, you know, in his perspective. Logically, you're right. You're probably right. But this is not a logical thing. It's an emotional one. So he is first doing it, I think, just to be for retribution, right? Like you did something bad to me, I'm going to make you, you know, like you said, punish you. The other could be like, you have to prove to me how much like this is a, this ultimatum is you have to show how much you do care about me by doing this sacrifice for me. None of them are like, okay, this is good or makes you come across as a good guy. But that's the, that's the way, that's why he's doing it. I, one of his big shots at her was, you know, we have a house together. And he says, no, I have a house. <laughs> you know, she's going to be homeless, which is a threat that Kayla thought about too with her boyfriend. I think <laughs> Kayla and uh, Jenna are going to have to live together. They're going to have to find a place. Um, yeah. And I, I think that one thing I will say is that uh, we're, I don't know if, if Jenna is completely innocent here in these DMs. Right, no, I mean, she's not believable to me in her defense. But remember, I, she like said, I think she forgot the cameras were there or something. She said like afterward that she's like he found my DMs or something. Like it's he, the way she said right. it seemed like she got caught with something. Like maybe more. There's more to the story than we. Right, and then also, I mean, look, if my wife, for example, a, you know, after taking shots at everyone on the show, and then she accused me of cheating on her, which wasn't true. I would be a lot more defiant, right? Don't you think? And I wouldn't say, oh, I'll come home and talk about it. Like I would be annoyed at the accusation even. Um, and, wow. you know, yeah. probably like fight against it in a way and get and turn it, not turn it back on her in a manipulative way, but like, how dare you accuse me of something that's clearly untrue. And Jen is not reacting like that. Maybe it's not oh. her personality, but. And the wrinkle though, that if he owns the house or something, like he does have some leverage. Over right. I mean, that's true. I mean, look, there, there are certain real life relationship things that come into play. One is that if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody and you're living together, it is a lot harder to untangle yourself. Um, and then the other thing I thought it was kind of obvious to me, and it's not just men and women, it could be any, you know, vice versa, but it was illustrated that like Jenna clearly like caters to Zach's emotion in this relationship. Um, in the same way that we saw Tori cater to Jordan's emotions. And in a way, like Tori's adopted Jordan's persona as her own almost, right? Like when she started on the challenge, she was not like this cutthroat competitor. And she's like sort of become like the female Jordan, I think, to please him almost. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I would even go as far as to say D did the same thing with Rogan, where it's like D was different. And then now she's more like Rogan, where she's like he more is, swaggering. And yeah, like, he is definitely transformed. And it's the recency bias. It's the more recent one. But like Wes made a funny point. He's like, he's created a monster. Like she just is. Yeah, that he can't control. He's changed her. From last episode to this episode, she looks like she got a costume change or so. She looked different. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a wrestler with a new gimmick comes yeah, out. Yeah, it was like, like a red outfit or something. Like the, and and to her credit, she looks like buffer. She like her upper body looks really strong too. No, but I'm just saying from last episode to this episode, like it was some. It's like change. a makeover. Yeah, it was like a bad girl makeover. Like 
Um, okay, so then in the purgatory, Tori's down there. Wait, can I say uh, one more thing? Sure. Don't you think, and I don't know, I'm sure we could Google this and find out, but don't you think, just from what we've seen, that Zach and Jenna will still be together, you know, at the reunion, like at this stuff? I feel like they always, like, we well, see that, this. That's, that's what I meant before. It's like very hard. It's like inertia. It's like, or whatever, like things in motion, stay in motion and things together, stay together or whatever the term is. Like, it's very hard to get yourself out of a long-term relationship. And I've heard this said before, you know, this field a little bit better than, than me, but a lot of times people are together because of core weaknesses, right? Like they're like stuck together because the, you know, my insecurity fits your insecurity or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And I think they're stuck together for that reason. Like he, whatever he has, like, you know, I don't know if he's depressed or whatever. He has some sort of issues that she's a caretaker for. And I think she has that sort of need to be that. Um, so it's not necessarily a good thing. It just makes them closely stuck together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a, a relationship that's not necessarily the most healthy, but. Right. And, and you know, um, we'll see. I agree with you. I, I mean, the only other way that this is going to sound harsh, but the only other way that Jenna, somebody like Jenna breaks up is that she'll latch onto another guy and just become that for some other guy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's my theory. And we kind of saw it. Remember she had that old boyfriend, that small guy? I forgot yeah, his name. Yeah, Jay. Jay. And you're like, why is she with Jay? She's, she's just dependent on him. She's used to him. And then she found Zach and jumped ship and kind of became a satellite around his orbit. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to purgatory after my relationship segment. Um, so it looks, I guess, intimidating enough of a purgatory that Nani immediately says, nope, not doing this, whatever this is. <laughs> um, and oh, wait, and there was another funny quote like that. What was it? Was it Jenna? I think it was towards Jenna when they were talking about what would they want to go in towards, right? Or that Johnny and Wes were talking with the Holy Trinity. And then <laughs> I think it was Jenna was like, oh, if, if it's a puzzle, I'm not going in. Oh, okay. Well, what if it's like a, a bang or like a hall brow? Oh, I don't want to go in. Like, so <laughs> you don't want to do physical. You don't want to do a puzzle. What do you want to do? Well, she wanted something like this apparently because she volunteered. Yeah, to I go guess in. this is the missing uh, the endurance challenge. The endurance challenge. Um, it's called dust to dust. So you bring these big bricks and then you smash them into debris and then you fill these bins with debris and you kind of wheelbarrow them back and forth. I don't know if it suited Jenna well, but it's certainly one that knew even the playing field, I think, more so, right? It was almost like the CT and J one. Similar to that. Although, I must say, this was very surprising to me. I thought that Tori was going to win. I, and I thought Tori was going to win up until the very end. I, I, I totally big, agree with you. I, I think the big edit, They usually we do our tricks about, okay, well, they talk up the one who's going to lose at the beginning. And that was sort of the narrative with the confessionals like, Oh, Jenna's really doing well. Jenna's really, and then she ended up winning. It was very surprising. I it was, I wrote down the most surprising elimination in a really long time, not just cause they're mismatched. Cause I don't think they're that much of a mismatch. Um, just like last week I wrote in my little Reddit post or whatever, like I think Jenna's going to volunteer and just to save face and then give a half-hearted effort and elimination yeah. and lose. And it seems up until the last, like, happening. yeah, up until the last 10 minutes, it felt like that. 
Um, I mean, until we saw her actually kind of try in the elimination and Tori was struggling, um, Jordan barking orders at her. Do you think her strategy was wrong? I, it was just hard to tell. To me, it just looked like it was sort of like an even kind of setup. Um, it's Tori's strategy. I feel yeah. like the thing with Jordan is he's an asshole in these competitive moments, but I don't... I, I kind of trust. <laughs> well, he, he certainly knows like construction. Like he was like harping on her to break them flat or whatever, throw them flat. I don't know why that would work, but I would trust that that's true. I believe it. Yeah, I think that he was probably right, but he's like, we don't want to. Just the way he was doing it is just like, come on, like stop. Well, you know, like yeah, because I didn't blame Tori at first. She tried to like jam the pieces through, and I'm like, to me, that made sense because they're heavier and like than the debris. Yeah. But I guess it wasn't the way to go. It was I very close. It, it was close, but yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that she probably did mess. She seemed to write the shit more towards the end, but. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought, to your point, I thought Tori was going to pull it out right until the last second when they kept like saying, oh, you know, Jenna only needs one or two more. And I'm like, I don't think it's as close as they're claiming. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out it was as close as they're claiming. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm sure having Jordan screaming at her didn't help this. However, Tori seemed a little shook during it. Uh, and even before, remember, she started to question whether it was the right idea to go in. Did she? I don't remember that. Yeah, she was like, I'm kind of regretting it. I'm not sure if I'm if this is a good idea. Oh, wow. I did, how did I miss that? So, I, yeah, she, the Tori saga, because you're right, she has taken on this. I thought that Tori was top tier maybe the best girl there with Jenny. And I thought she was better than Jenny because she beat Jenny in a hall brawl last, last season. But I think that that obviously was misguided. And that, so I think I'm overrated Tori and underrated Jenna probably more so because even as they were down with TJ before it started, I thought for sure Jenna was doing this just as a way to save face. And like, right. like even like TJ was talking to her. Like, I thought he was trying to get her to quit before. And yeah, it's like, so he could have a good elimination. And then Jenna's like, no, nah. like she's not very uh, forceful in her denial. So I was like, but she did it. This was not, it did not look like an easy elimination. <laughs> Do you think that's more evident in her defense about the cheating accusation? Maybe she's just so like, Blase that she like blase that like nothing she sounds sounds genuine. It just sounds like empty talk. Not like she's lying. It sounds like a blank slate or something. Yeah, except that when she's in Jenna's credit, when she's talking to her friends and stuff about giving advice that we've seen this season, she does come across as more confident. I feel yeah, more normal, like a normal person. <laughs> um, I was shocked and. You know, and for the reasons you mentioned, and also like Jenna has this sort of like elimination reputation. What do they call her? Barbie. Barbie Beats, which I sort of forgot about. By the yeah, because I always thought it was kind of BS because like she, they were on this big platform. I remember this and like she like kicked a, a down some some littler girls, but she's just like bigger than a lot of these girls. So I don't think she took down a lot of beasts herself, except now she did. I mean, look, it was it was a relatively even setup. It's not like a real, you know, hall brawl headbanger, but Hey, I think she established herself at least on like the Maddie level of, you know, B plus competitors. So she's 
one, I think I saw this, that she's six and two in eliminations. I'm yeah. surprised. I didn't remember her going in that much, so that's impressive. And this shows that she is really good endurance wise. Like she's maybe one of the top of the girls. I think Ashley has made that claim a lot in the past too. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a game changer in the sense that Tori's gone. So like the, the potential Jenny Slayer is gone. Yeah. Is that now Casey? I mean, Casey looks like she has some, and not just cause she's a lesbian, but it seems like she's got some confidence to her as well. Casey's good. Um, I think Maddie is a bit of a wild card, although her edit, she's kind of non-existent. And um, yeah, who else is there? Are we missing someone? No, I mean, in terms of like oh, D maybe. Yeah, D is, has certainly the confidence. Yeah. D is and, really upper echelon with this crop. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, the women's eliminations we've never really liked as much as the men's eliminations, but they're getting better because I think these competitors are strong. Um, and especially if Jenna can can emerge as like a viable contender, you know, I, I think it's interesting to watch. I, I look forward to that just as much as the men now, I would say, unless we see like there's a couple of layups still left, like Big T or something like that. Um, yeah. So end of the episode hour and a half. I liked it. Do you have any like sort of grade? You want to give a full grade on this episode? I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. It was watchable. It didn't feel like, Oh, this is going on too long. Um, I like that they spent a lot of time in the elimination. They gave it room to breathe. So there was like an arc to it. Um, and it wasn't so telegraphed. I love that. So I would give it a B. See, I think you've been harsh grading the whole time. I would say, Maybe after last week, I was just so relieved that we had a good episode. We had a good, crazy yeah. Nani fight. We had a great elimination, surprising elimination. I would give this a full A minus. I think it was one of the best episodes of the season. Yeah, um, I would say so. And then what about our signature segment, Stock Up, Stock Down, based on your perceived notions coming into this week? Who thought, do you think had a good week in our little hypothetical stock market? Uh, okay, so... I don't, in terms of relative value, okay, I have a bit of a surprise one. Well, can we say the obvious one? You'd say Jenna, right? Jenna is definitely a stock up for yeah. sure. Big stock up. I would say the obvious ones are stock up for Jenna, yeah. pulled out a win, stock down, I would say for Nani, just for looking like a mess, personally. I know you defend her as drunk and therefore she shouldn't have any blame, but I think she, should. she shouldn't have blame, <laughs> but I'm saying that it's not like you're Gandhi when you're. Like ha you're winning an argument with, I guess Gandhi's not really an analogy. You're not like, I don't know, some great philosopher when you're making good points against someone who's inebriated. Right. So those are the obvious ones. They were the focus of the episode. But like outside of that, who do you think had a good week? I would say Tori's definitely a stock down too, by the way. See, I'm mixed on that. She had egg on her face. Well, do you think just for losing? Because... I mean, look, she was like Jenna's a layup, like she's not into it. Sort of. That was the rationale. See, I'm a little mixed on that, because look, in terms of the competitor standpoint, if you were ranking them in like, you know, fantasy draft, like it's it hurt her reputation. But look, like, you know, CT lost, you know, it was a tough elimination. It was kind of a not random. It was like a 50 50 call. Gina Jordan's lost these kind of things before, too. I, I don't think this is the kind of elimination where anyone would be guaranteed to win. 
Yeah, I suppose. Uh, although you think she'd be stronger than Jenna. Yeah, she should have won. But, you know, it's like, to me, it's like the Lakers losing to the Bobcats or whatever, the Hornets one night. Like, it can happen, you know? It's, it's not, like, unfathomable that, like, somebody could beat them in an upset. What did you think of, of Jordan and Tori's interaction afterwards? So, yeah, to recap, he <laughs> first he, like, yelled at her and said, you need to listen to me. I wrote down what an asshole. And then he recovered and congratulated her. And then in a confessional, he cried about how he's losing. Yeah, that was very complicated. <laughs> I, well, there's new a, They're certainly connected when we're talking about relationships. I think it's good, though. I think they, for him, at least, I think Tori's good for him. I'm sure she could do better than Jordan just in terms of, like, life. Um like he's a good like challenge husband. I, think, I don't know uh, if he's a good husband in real life. I think they genuinely care for each other. Like right. I don't a hundred percent because he cares a lot, which was endearing in that sense. But you're, it didn't come across that Tori was very much the one that had to take care of Jordan and help Jordan. You know what I mean? Right. Even though she was the one that lost, like she had to attend to him to your point. I just thought that was interesting. Um, so who's stock up? Well, you didn't give me like a surprising one. I have a surprise one. Okay. I have a stock up and a stock down. And okay, neither like of them are big presences right now. I like that. I like because, you know, if you're, if you're a penny stock and you go up to two cents, you, your stock went way up. Exactly. So my stock up is Corey. Oh, interesting. And I'll tell you why. Corey, and I'm, I'm reaching a bit here. But whenever we've seen him, so my complaint with Corey is that he's not present this season. He's like getting a very, as we say in the reality show biz here, a purple edit. That's what that means. They're not very present. And I've never uh, heard that term before. It's from Survivor. Okay. Uh, There was this girl, Purple Kelly, who was famously not really ever in it, the show. Um, But anyway, and when we have seen him, he's always, he hasn't been... You know, he's been kind of mature in the in times we've seen him. Like he's been the voice of reason, actually, with right. Nelson and mostly with Nelson. He's like the <laughs> the good cop to Nelson's bad cop. He hasn't been involved in any drama and fights and things like that, which it gets but, a little. Stuck up so terms. you're saying you like him more, but does that make him a more interesting reality show? No, it doesn't make him more interesting right now. But it's just a little like maturity stock up. He's definitely different. Like we said it before, he came into the show so hot and so fired up and really wanted to take on the, the, the top dogs and he's really faded to the background. He has a kid now. Is he with the girl, the baby mama? Is he, is he like in a relationship? I think, has, is, I think he has multiple kids maybe. Yeah, I think he does too. But like, is he like married? Is he, is that might explain why he's not really like I don't making know. big drama in the house. What about Nelson? I mean, you'd say stock down, but is it, he, he, this is Nelson. He, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Nelson's moved that much. I think this yeah. is kind of. We know Nelson. Yeah. It's like think, the Denny Greencrow. Like <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Yeah, exactly. Like he, we know his faults. We know his um, strengths. Well, you know who I'll give a stock up to then? Somebody we've liked in the past already, but Casey. And oh, I'll yeah. tell you why. She, she's had what I call in the reality biz a purple edit so far in the show. 
but this is time she's got a little swagger. She she's seducing kind of and girls are throwing themselves at her and she's rejecting them. Like she's got something. Yeah, that was a good move to not go into the bathroom <laughs> with a with a tempter. It's a really good not to go into a porta potty. That would have been worse. Yeah. That's our scarlet letter you can never recover from. Um, okay, any stock downs? Yeah, a stock down, which is going to contradict my stock up now that I'm thinking. Oh, no. Is Kyle. Hmm. Similar to Corey, right? They've been in that same group. Yeah, but I, Kyle's different because I feel like he's just a non-factor. And I feel like my stock downness comes from the realization of how much he his character, his characterization is dependent on being the foil to Car Maria and Polly. And like without that, he is really not interesting for some reason. Like, right. You're just right. a number right now for bananas, maybe. I'm not is, exactly. Is sure. he like a bootleg bear? Has Bear just like taken over I his think whole that's, thing? That also, yeah, I think he was like that British cad kind of pirate. Yeah, he was like the uh, Bears couldn't have a Jack Sparrow, and then Bear comes in as like the Joker. He's even more interesting and more chaotic. Um, I agree with you. Kyle needs something. He needs to get involved with some sort of relationship. Like it could have been Kyle going after Kayla this whole season, right? If Bear wasn't around, and that could have been a storyline. It's just Bear's more Bear than yeah. Kyle is. Um, the, my stock down, I guess I would say Zach, even if he's not on the show. Huh? I just look like the whole self-righteous thing. It's just like, look, man, if you don't trust somebody that you're in a long-term relationship with, and you want to punish her for sending her off the show that she's trying to be on TV with, like, what's the point? Can these people not find anybody else? I mean, come on. They're both like attractive young people who have been on TV. Like, may- maybe start fresh. All right. Oh, I didn't know we're picking people wow. from the field here. <laughs> Anyone off the street. Some guy walked too close to me today in the hallway. I'm like, put him a stock. Um, yeah, well, he, he counts because... I don't know. The fact that Zach's not even on the show bothers me. It's like, come on the show. What else are you doing, Zach? <laughs> He's brooding. <laughs> Is he in like a dark funk? Sorry to, you know. I mean, come on. Like, he would have been great on this season. Okay. I also have an interesting tidbit before we're done. And this isn't a spoiler. This is just an interesting tidbit because they're not going to talk about it on the show. Guess who's in the house right now and is pregnant? I've I kind of read something like that. They're not going to do it on the show. No. Are you sure? Well, I guess I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm let's sure. not mention it. I've I've like you know going on Reddit. I've seen like references to this, and I don't want to. I didn't know if it would come into play or not. So let's not. I, I'm pretty positive it doesn't because I saw like an interview thing, but I guess I don't know. 100%. Yeah, because our our you know our brand is to not be spoilers so let's not if you but here here's what you could say that's enough vague enough if you want to know go google it but we're not going to tell you all right your stock's a little down for for almost spoiling but (laughs) it was a good episode um next week do you have any predictions which guy will try to get in which guy will get voted in uh I don't know. It's all up in the air. I feel like the, we haven't really seen a pattern for him now that Jay's gone. He's the only one that's ever been voted in, right, for guys. Yeah, I'd like to see whether the guys are going to fight for it like Tori did and just lost, so maybe that'll scare them. Um, maybe Jordan. I can see Jordan being galvanized. 
I could see Nelson feeling like the, his back's against the wall and just like, or people voting him in, you know, because they're annoyed at him. <laughs> the bunker's getting the better of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's really psyching these people out, huh? <laughs> it's like a psychological breakdown. Um, okay, so we'll be back next week. It's not going to be obvious. Hopefully we get a full beginning, middle, and end next week. It'll be disappointing if we don't. Because this episode was good. I gave it A minus. B for yeah, I think we've I think this rated right the ship. This episode right in the ship, I'm hoping. So we'll be back next week. Hope you will be as well. Take care. Number love, you guys. Take care.